welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com, where we bring you insightful, liberating, intuitive people from around the globe. They share their life's journeys and experience wisdom to guide you on your own discovery of self. Each week from Tuesday to Monday, we will bring you new shows on our many genres, and with over 1,400 shows, we have the answers for you. Enjoy your listening on selfdiscoveryradio.com. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Positive Vibrations Roundtable. I am your host, Sarah Troy, and my guests today are from Australia, Shivani Gonell, and from America, Les Jensen. I have interviewed both of them on the station before, and if you look at the posting here on selfdiscoveryradio.com, you will see their shows prior. And uh, they were just so good and so vibrant and so in the zone that I had to have them back on a round table. Now, I'm going to assure you that there'll be a lot of laughter uh, on this show. Uh, there'll also be a lot of really heart and soul felt uh, talk because we want to have you get in touch with your soul, your heart, your spirit. Take that action into love. It's always very well speaking the words, but really action is what is required in order to embrace that love of self and love of life. And they're going to share their secrets and how you can do that. So I'm going to start off with a statement of my own and then bring them both on and we will take it from there. Our soul with its divine intellect speaks to our heart and in that passion ignites our spirit into action. And then our mind knows what it needs to know when it needs to know it. The definition of that statement is that the soul is that universal language that speaks to our gut, those gut instincts. Our heart is that measure of consciousness, of goodwill, of how we feel about life. It's our emotion. Our spirit is our action. It's what we do with that, how we lift the spirits, how we move forward. And if we step into our minds of knowingness, and know what we know at that time we need to know it. We're not constantly on that treadmill of asking the same question all over and over and over again. How do you get into knowingness? How do you trust it? And how do you stay in the now on the embracement of love? Let's find out. Let's bring on Shivani and Les and discover their particular wisdom on this. Hello, Shivani. Hello, Les. Hello. Hello, Sarah. <laughs> Wonderful to have you back on the air again. And uh, I recently did a summit with uh, Shivani, which was delightful. And she had a lot of wonderful people on there sharing wonderful information. And of course, Les has his own radio show as well, where he's always interviewing inspirational people. So quite a treat for us here today. And two people that are really very, very passionate about what they do and how they feel about life. So I'm going to let each one of them tell you a little bit uh, something about themselves. And I'm first going to start with Shivani. Okay, thank you, Sarah. So, yes, I am Shivani from Reclaim Inner Peace. I have been searching and finding, <laughs> for no better words, uh, really since I was 14. I, I'm one of those people who really already when I was 14, I asked questions where, why am I here, what am I meant to do, and that led me on my own journey and along the way, you know, I um, learned how to teach yoga, I went to ashrams and lived in ashrams in India, 
learned energy healing and realized from my own experience that basically the more I can let go of my mind and the negative belief systems that I had, and I think that everybody has due to our upbringing, that's when I um, realized, A, I am love. This is really what my essence is, and I'm here to create joy and experience joy. Precisely. And that's my passion now to, you know, I'm helping mostly women to find their purpose, their soul's calling, and I also help with anxiety and stress, which is really, that's the main reason, I think, why people don't really know who they are or what they're supposed to do, because they're too stressed. Exactly. Too stressed yeah. trying to live up to somebody else's expectation. That's generally the key of it. Absolutely. Um, Les, what was your journey? What is your journey? Well, Sarah, first I want to say thanks for having me on the show. And Shivani, I'm delighted to be a, a co-guest with you. My, uh, my soul put me in front of television transmitters as an engineer. And for many, for the first several decades of my life, I thought that was it. I'm here to be an engineer, whatever. And... Uh, then, then a cosmic two by four hit me upside the head, <laughs> and 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 that event was uh, a very profound emotional release. And there was a particular moment in my life where somehow, somewhere in my subconscious, a valve opened up, and an immense amount of emotional energy started pouring out of my being. Just exactly like when I push the on button on a transmitter, I, it, it might make a million watts going out the door. It felt identical. And I realized my soul put me in front of those transmitters so I could mentally comprehend the nature of what power is. And I realized my ego was actually scared to death of the emotion that had shown itself from my subconscious. And I realized... I was posturing with the unknown aspects of myself, everything below my radar, if you will. And my ego was making choices to, quote, play it safe. But now today, I've shown my ego that the vision my soul has is, an, uh, is a, a marvelous adventure, a journey that's poised for me to engage it in my heart has the power of love to fulfill that and I can enjoy every day of my life. It, in other words, I don't have to worry about the outcome from, from my ego's point of view. My, there's a, a big advantage to trusting that life path that, that we all have. And when you can get over the fear of that and, and get your ego to say, well, hell yeah, let's have some of that. Mm -hmm. And you start tasting how it feels when you honor that vision, then every day becomes delightful and joyful. Exactly. And, you know, I think, you know, as I started off with the statement of the soul, the gut, you know, that door to the universe, um, you know, Shivani, for you, it was 14, you know, getting that feeling, knowing there was something more, an understanding, 
for you came later in life, unless um, you know very you know voltage, high voltage awakening to it. Uh, we don't know what's going to awaken us. We don't know what's going to set us on our path, but we sure do know when it comes knocking on the door in any which way, because it truly is something that resonates from that soul, from that divine connection that we know is far greater than ourselves and far greater than just the human experience. What would you say to that, Shivani? Yes, definitely. I totally agree with you. And I think the um, the journey really is to listen and to take the first step. Because, you know, when I, for example, when I interviewed these experts for my summit, so many experts said, they did hear, you know, their souls calling, so to speak, or they, they did hear they needed to make a change, but they were so afraid, so they never did it till literally, you know, um, you get hit yeah. <laughs> pretty hard. <laughs> when that cosmic two by four, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's like, I think your soul starts with a little whisper, and if you don't hear that, mm -hmm. then, you know, your soul might shout at you. And if you don't hear that, then it's, okay, right, we are on. So I'm going to do something that will definitely stop you in your tracks and you will listen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's learning how to take this first step and let go of the fear. Because I also think that, we human beings, we want everything tied up. It's like we are mm. we are asking spirit or our soul, okay, you know, what what am I here to do or what's my next step? And the thing is, spirit will only tell you the very first step. It, but our human condition says, well, no, I want to have all the steps all at once and I want to make sure I have money and I want to mm -hmm. make sure I'm not working weekends and I definitely have a partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it, and that's not how spirit works. It's like, okay, do this, do the first step. And the ego, of course, you know, as Les said, will scream at you because the ego's job is to keep you safe, in inverted commas. So, it will try and keep a status quo till you, on a soul, soul level, get so uncomfortable that you just have to take a step. Right. I think. Well, I, I kind of call that the, you know, the gentle whisper on the brow, you know, the kiss of, of redirection or the hatchet in the head, and, you know, whatever we choose. You know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you got that two by four less. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... And uh, the same, you know, the same question, you know, that, that, um, you know, opening up to that universe and letting it come pouring in, it can be really intimidating at first, can't it? Oh, sure. You know, the, that emotional event I had was based around anger. I had suppressed every little ounce of anger in my persona. I was this easy going, hey, life's easy, no problems. And I wouldn't allow myself to feel angry. And if I go back to my early family dynamics, my, my father was a World War II vet. And when he got mad, nobody wanted to be in the room. And as a probably as a toddler before language or even anything, I could feel the fear in my, my mom and my siblings when the feeling of anger came up. So 
I'm, I did a really drastic thing to protect my household, mm -hmm. if you will. And then here it is decades later, and this volcano of anger is coming out of me. What I found was it, it is so scary to the ego the first time because what was the consequence associated with that? When you, when you allow yourself just to feel it once or twice and realize that you can survive it, especially later as an adult, then you can start to get comfortable feeling uncomfortable as all these suppressed feelings start coming up. And when you can stay present in those feelings, then they have an opportunity to release and you're actually free of them instead of carrying them around. Yeah, I mean, we do actually have, you know, to, to uh, adhere to those feelings. They're there as an indicator, you know, to what is going on around us. And we can't suppress them. We can't put them aside. They're there to be dealt with in the moment. And, you know, whether it's anger or sadness or joy, it's, you know, be in the moment. And then once you've spent that emotion, there is another moment to come. But if you don't spend it, if you don't use it, it builds up and it's going right. to cash in at some point. So, you know, really, really important to do. You know, that now let's look at that. You know, we've, you know, that opening up to the universe. There, there's a great deal of faith involved here. And, you know, we're not talking religious faith here. We're talking about that leap of faith, you know. Uh, stepping out into the abyss and trust and faith as Shivani said w you know we as human beings want the manual you will now do this and <laughs> your next step will be that and uh, the whole thing about that divine energy and embracing that soul and that spirit is to take that leap of faith of not knowing what's coming next but trusting you'll be all right Shivani you want to start with that one mm. look I'd I loved what um, Les said because I actually had a very similar journey. I grew up in Germany with um, parents that basically didn't acknowledge emotions at all. So you could literally cut the room with a knife, <laughs> but everything was totally okay, right? So that's how I grew up. And so... And when I was, as a child, when I was angry or sad, I was basically sent into my room, yeah, because my parents didn't want to deal with it. And so I learned from a very early age that being emotional or showing emotion is not okay. And in my own journey, I um, did a lot of uh, breath work. That was like mid-80s, you know, very cathartic. <laughs> and I remember I was in a group session and, you know, the, the teacher would say, you know, I can feel all this anger in you. And I'm going, no, no, I'm not angry. And I felt really sorry for the other people that would explode <laughs> into anger till I did that and it came out of nowhere. And it was so freeing because, you know, I think we are told also showing full-on emotions is not okay. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about being present, I think that's all we have, really. And being, being present means how do I feel, what are my emotions, and then we, being present also means being aware of what is around me and finding joy in that. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so let's let's stay with that for a moment because there's a wonderful movie uh, that's called Inside Out, an animated movie, and it's brilliant. It totally is brilliant. 
Um, and, you know, I think wonderful for children that it gives them permission to have emotions and that emotions are important. But I think more importantly, the permission that's given adults that emotions are essential to, uh, to respond to um, and to have. And that all that stuff that you've suppressed all your life, that you've never been given permission to do, is going to come out of the gate at some point. And, uh, and can, you know, can be like a tidal wave, you know, you've both experienced that. How did you actually overcome that? We'll go back to the faith one in a moment, but how did you kind of deal with that, that emotion? You know, was there guilt? Was there shame? Was there more anger? Les, I'm going to hit you on that. All right. Well, the, the moment it released, and it was a very prominent moment, and my life split wide open when it happened, the moment it released... I'm I'm sitting here and there's such an immense flow of this raw emotion flowing out of me and I said I said to it who the hell are you and it said I don't care who do you want me to be in in other words the anger itself the the emotion of anger was impersonal it really didn't care how I experienced it mm-hmm. and and had my dad been in the room I would have been petrified but I felt safe in that situation, and I realized that the anger was indifferent to how I experienced it. And so that first time, I wasn't expecting it, and it comes pouring out of me, and I instantly had had a different feeling in my body. It's like I had unloaded a few wheelbarrows of lead out of my, out of my psyche. Mm. And, and I realized that I didn't have to be afraid of it. And and even though in that moment it was my first exposure to it, part of me understood that all of my feelings aren't out to get me, if you will. They're not, uh, so often we hang a consequence on a feeling that if I feel that feeling, it's all going to go to shit. And it's not. The The feelings are... When, when we load up our subconscious with these unresolved emotions and then we go through our everyday life, the emotions of the moment that are intended for the moment can stir up old emotions and we get a diluted message in the moment. But as you go in your subconscious and release all this and and get pure where you where you allowed yourself to upheave and and release the emotions then when you run into emotions during the day and like certainly if you're in a a business meeting and somebody gets emotionally upset you can stay centered and i tell you what that's priceless when it comes to staying focused on what you're trying to accomplish yeah i mean it it's a hard one because I grew up with angry people, and so I learned that angry was an emotion that you used often, and consequently I attracted angry people because I was on that vibration. And when I made my journey to leave that anger behind, I find that any time I'm around somebody in an angry vibration, it really feels like it's shattering me at my very core. I don't want to be anywhere near it. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't get mad at things happening in the world, but I articulate it and I approach it from a different perspective or a totally different uh, understanding now. But I can't take that thunderous anger 
that resonated around me for so long because I feel like it's just tearing me up. Shivani, have you ever had that feeling? Mm. Yeah, I think there's a difference between, for not better words, spewing out your anger towards another person because that feels horrible, mm -hmm. okay? But if you can be angry still within your own energetic space, like, well, yeah, you know, when you ask the question, like, my parents didn't show anger. <laughs> was, you know, it was more stonewalling, like, they right. would not even yell, okay? They were very sophisticated German people. <laughs> like I said before, you could cut something with a knife, the energy with a knife, but anger wasn't, or any emotion really wasn't displayed. displayed. But what I learned is that, A, if you look at emotion being energy in motion and if you can actually learn to just be with that feeling without the story mm -hmm. because I think that's where we go in inverted commas wrong you know we might feel angry and then we make this whole story around it and it gets more and more and more and we get into our heads and you know we get somehow stuck but if I can actually be with my body and feel the anger, just the pure anger, it would dissolve within minutes. Yeah, I always make the statement, be emotionally tuned in, but don't be emotional. Um, just to be emotional for the sake of being emotional, you know, like take those emotions and tune them in and direct them into mm. something that's going to serve you because otherwise we can get, we can get very caught up in the hysteria or the emotion of the moment, can't we? Yeah, but also, you know, own your emotion because what feels horrible if you blame somebody else, yeah. you made me angry. Well, it's not true. <laughs> you wouldn't be angry if you wouldn't have anger in you already. Yeah, and, and if you are yeah, in a that, situation that's, that's pissing you off, then remove yourself from it, right? Simple? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, Les, I mean, you dealt with that, yeah. you know. Do you agree? Do you, do you you know, there's certain things that you have to spend, and if you are mad, you can make a statement. But you know, before it escalates into anything, remove yourself. Well, sure. You know, the we've been talking about anger. That that's a secondary emotion. You're angry about a primary thing that happened. Anger's a reaction to a, something else. Mm -hmm. Like like for me, um, I I find myself feeling angry, and um, and it and there can be a lot of energy in my psyche because um because what i see happening it 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 can hurt my heart mm -hmm. in the sense it's like are you kidding me are we still doing this on this planet yeah. and 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 sometimes the relationships with people around me i'll get angry and i realize that well everybody has free agency where uh we're here with fierce freedom to do any flavor of atrocity we want. I can, when that anger comes up, it's telling me that I there's something about what's happening that I don't resonate with. And that anger can be turned into fuel. It can be turned into a passion, really, that... When I feel angry, it's like, damn it, I'm going to write another book and I'm going to have another radio. I mean, I'm yeah. going to, it, it, not to the point where I fall over exhausted, but it, it just. A it, driving force. 
it brings meaning yeah. to everything that I do. I mean, anger in and of itself has no posture of its own, and our relationship to it can be a very positive thing or a very negative thing. So if I'm in a room where somebody's angry or to take it up a notch in a rage, they're scared. They're afraid. They're they're literally um, feeling overwhelmed about the condition. And I, and I know it won't be about me, even if they're staring me at the face and chewing on me like I'm some piece of rawhide. It's not about me. Those feelings are coming out from within them, and they have a history of it. So there's something about this situation that's making them feel powerless or hopeless. Exactly. So really what we're looking at now is insecurity. Um, you know, we, when we're insecure, we feel that everybody is attacking us, demeaning us, belittling us, bringing us down. And that's what we get angry about or we take everything personally. But that's an inside feeling of a lack of self-worth. And, right. uh, and that's, a, as you say, the anger is a reaction because you feel that person is personally attacking you, which isn't always so. It's how we receive it because of our own lack of self-worth. Shivani, have you um, seen this amongst your clients? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I've just been musing. I don't actually, I'm not around, like I don't have very little anger and I'm not around angry people, but I totally agree with Les and with you. Um, for me, anger is, yeah, quite often it's just the tip of the iceberg. And I think the journey really is the more you can accept and love yourself, that will also ripple out that situations that might make you angry, if you can A, step back and go, okay, it's not about me. And the second bit is we do have free will. You know, and it's true. Everybody can behave in any way they want because that's part of the game that we're playing here in, on this planet. Mm -hmm. And when I see something that I would call it being, you know, if I see an action or somebody who I would say is out of alignment, who is disconnected with who they are, because if they would be connected, they wouldn't behave in a particular way, I, you know, I, I get some distance and I get a distance by thinking or, or noticing what's happening. So I don't have to be angry, but I can allow that person uh, to be. And also, if I know what I don't want, then, like Les said, I know what I do want. So then I can actually go, okay, well, I want this instead. And mm -hmm. I can teach about that. Exactly, the redirect. Yeah. Which yeah. is really, really important. I want to go back to the, the, the door of faith opening because that comes to speaks to the mind. You know, you've had your, your, your universe knocking at your door. You know, the old two by four is plowing its way through. But the mind is always wanting to be in control. No, no, I'm not receiving this. No, I don't believe in it. Where's the manual? I don't trust it. Um, everybody else around you thinks that you're going cuckoo. You know, how do you actually override the mind? You know, I'm always telling people, get out of your head and listen to your soul, heart, and spirit because they'll guide your head to what it needs to know. 
Um, but to people that are thinkers or intellectualists or have been conditioned in a certain way, it's really, really hard for them to kind of let go of that thinking and start tuning into the feeling. Les, I'm going to start with you. Well, the I so appreciate what you're saying. I think the uh, the arena of the mind is a very popular playground for humanity at mm -hmm. this time. But and and I'm glad we're shifting the subject. Certainly, emotions are an extremely powerful aspect of our human demeanor. But um, I suggest play with this thing called love, and and. Play with it. I mean, take your mind, take the ego, and look at this thing called love. Because love is the most curious thing. And be careful, because it might find a home in you, and then <laughs> then all bets are off about <laughs> exactly. the vastness of what's possible. The So often in our, our ego, we're very concerned about what's happening outside of us. The ego by its very nature is a symbol processor. It it wants to know relationships. And it, and by by staying safe, it wants to make choices where there's a known pattern or a known outcome and that keeps it quote safe. But love love is a scoundrel. It is like wow, it it knows stuff that the mind can't even comprehend. Exactly. And when you and and you can you can start easily even with yourself like w take a walk in nature and smell like it's springtime here in the states smell the lavender as as the blossoms open up and figure out which one you like best so you're taking time to figure out what you enjoy and that's self love and it's such a little teaspoon of self love and you can turn around and and share that perspective of love with others where you you observe them and you you show up in a loving way with oh i i really like how you look today or that was a that was a great thing you said and you just reflect love to them they there's a a real place of comfort to the ego, because I think a lot of our egos are burned out. I mean, you <laughs> look at the media, and and the storyline is this flipping train wreck. And and if you don't tune into your heart and realize that there's a an immense up um, rise in human consciousness on the planet, and we're moving the right way, if you stay in your head and you never come to that realization, you can fret and worry over the wake of the past, the fear of the past. So play with love, experiment with it, see how it feels, and then do it again and again. Yeah, actually, you know, um, practice makes perfect. Um, so just keep doing it, keep expanding it, and keep find out, pay attention to what brings you that joy, what lifts your spirit, because that means you're on the right track. Keep doing more of that. Shivani, what's, uh, what's your perspective on how to let it in and get out of the head? Look, I personally love yoga, and when I say yoga, I really mean the very traditional, ancient part of yoga, 
I'm not talking about putting yourself into a pretzel. Okay, <laughs> you can you do you can do yoga even on a chair, but it's tuning into your breath, tuning into your body, and because yoga works with the mind by redirecting. You know, say I can be in a very simple pose, and then if I look, okay, how does my body feel? What muscles do I feel? You know, which parts feel really expanded? Can I breathe more deeply? Can I relax into a pose? That brings me into a place of stillness. And then out of, you know, through that stillness, I have a better chance to actually listen to my heart and list, you know, and say if I am faced with a in inverted commas problem or challenge, I quite often ask, okay, what would love do now? Or if I would be my best friend, what would my best friend now suggest? Because I think we are our hardest and harshest critic. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. beat ourselves up <laughs> constantly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, that's the thing is, is, you know, um, I'm with you unless, you know, like a walk in nature, you know, looking at puppies and children and, and simple things that lift up my heart. You know, that really gets me going. And for others, it needs to be that, you know, that physical, that exercise, that that tuning into that to that body. And there is no wrong way. You have just got to be willing to take whatever path and explore which way works for you. Or do both. I actually yeah. do both. Like, I'm totally with less, you know, I think it, well, I learned, and I'm doing it now subconsciously, about uh, being grateful. Mm. And it's really nice. in the little yeah. things, Very in nice. being present. Uh, for example, you can't hear it, but at the moment, I have this huge tree in the backyard, and I've got a love fest happening because <laughs> I have... Literally, I've got these bats. <laughs> so the tree is uh, blossoming and the noise is actually deafening. And they're they're basically drunk. They're having a party. And I'm serious. And, you know, I'm taking great delight in it. Like it's messy, you know, like yeah. the branches everywhere, but the birds and the bats, they're just having a fantastic time. And they only come like twice a year for two weeks and then they fly off again. But, you know, it's, yeah, that being in nature, doing something you love doing. Uh, yeah, watch a funny movie, be with a friend, have a cup of tea, you know, go to the beach, whatever, you know, go for a hike. Yeah. Whatever makes your heart expand and whatever makes your heart sing, really. Well, I think that's it, is that, you know, getting out of the mind, it, you need to step into the heart, right? Because, you know, the soul will always speak to us and guide us. But if we're not willing to let our heart ignite, you know, oh, I was hurt once, I'm never going to do that again, I'm never going to love again, I'm never going to trust again. Well, you're denying yourself. And, you know, you're going to love over and over and over again trillions of things and so many different scales and if you just are willing to let that love rule you in the sense of that gratitude for everything in life those beautiful simple things that make you laugh and make you cry and make you smile that move you in a positive way all of that is that love that heart that's been ignited and pumping and making you feel alive and making you feel connected 
and giving you a reason for being here. Hey, Les? Yes, indeed. You know, the when we live in our mind and we, we go through our whole flipping day in our mind and we think the crap out of everything, <laughs> yes. um, the, the, that's one side of the story. But at the end of the day, our heart and our soul really aren't fulfilled yeah. by by the choices of the mind. But I suggest the really cool thing is that when your self-love, when you sit there and you, you, you hug your, you know, you hug that inner child, you heal yourself over and over and over again, because so many of us have so much karmic imprinting on us that it can take a while to get around to the point of self-love. But when you, when you realize that your life purpose is handpicked, it's crafted just for you, and there's no mistake to it. It's not a casual thing. It was, it was decided on way before you were born, and the passion of your heart, when you put those two together, so for, for example, I, I never ever saw myself as an author, and, and now I've written several books. So here I am today. If I'm going to, I suggest the only time we can ever experience heaven on earth is today. And so, mm -hmm. and so w w when I look at my heart saying, you should write a book, and I'm like, hell, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. It's like, come on. But when my ego takes that vision, I don't have to accomplish the whole flippin' journey. All I have to do is incrementally move me forward in any way. I mean, our heart and our soul are gleeful if we take the smallest step, let alone engage a book for several hours. At the end of the day, my heart and my soul are fulfilled and my ego feels joy. And when those three are a common everyday occurrence, I have a deep sense of satisfaction and fulfillment in my life that makes me want to get up and do it again. That self-accomplishment, right? When you feel that I've really contributed something here today and it makes you feel purposeful. I've honored my potential. Mm -hmm. I've, I've honored what I'm capable of and I showed up for myself. I've... And that always feels good. Yeah, exactly. Showing up for ourselves, hey, Shivani. Um, mm. You know, I mean, so much of society, again, w we live life by this dictation and expectation that society has told us and religion and governments keep telling us that we should be. Um, but showing up for who we are and embracing who we are, treating ourselves as our best friend, our confidence, someone that you can completely and utterly trust, is something that's kind of like, oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> we show up for everybody yeah, yeah. else, don't we? Well, that's it. You know, I think we are so good at being busy, and especially women uh, do everything for everybody, and they go they go last or come last, if at all. And I think it's important to. Take the time to do something that you love doing. And if you don't know what that is, then try different things and really notice, you know, what what can you, you know, what do you love? 
where do you, where are you the most happiest? And I think it's doing this regularly. And it's I think it can start with little things. You know, for example, I have a ritual. Um, I get up in the morning and I've got a beautiful, he's actually a therapy dog, so his nature is amazing. He's love impersonated, a huge dog, Rhodesian Ridgeback. <laughs> and I wake up, he's already next to me you know, on, his, on his bed and he rolls over. So I know it's cuddle time and I actually give myself and body, my dog, 10 minutes where we connect and, you know, and I know that dogs or any animals give you really good feelings. Yeah. You know, it's, it's scientifically researched. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm already starting my day off really oh, well because I'm, and I'm, you know, telling him how grateful I am that he's in my life and, you know, already I'm, I'm in love. My heart's yes. happy. And I think having yeah. children or having animals most certainly can put you in that zone. You know, that's a, um, the love zone completely. Mm. And, um, mm. you know, and it's, you know, we look to things that are going to lift our spirit. And I call spirit action because when our spirits are lifted, that's when we really want to do something about it, isn't it? We want to share it. You know, we want to, to get out there and have everybody else feel this way as well. And that's when we go and take action to go and do something so that we can share this really great feeling um, and help others find it and feel it as well. You do it through your radio shows, Les, and you do it through your work, uh, Shivani. That's sharing our spirit, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And if I may add to what Les was saying before, I think we all get inspiration. We all get really inspired. We get this, you know, aha moment or this idea, like um, for Les it was, let's write this book, okay? And what usually happens is so you get excited and you go, yeah, that would be a great idea. And then the mind comes in and goes, who, who do you think you are? Mm -hmm. <laughs> or the ego, right? <laughs> You're not J.K. Rowling, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. <laughs> and I happen to know the statistic that we have something like 60,000 thoughts every day, and 95% of our thoughts are repetitive. So what you're thinking today, you thought yesterday, and you're thinking tomorrow. And out of that, if your mind is untrained, 80% of these thoughts are negative. So that's really what you're dealing with. So if you come from a place of, okay, I can't actually trust my mind or my thoughts, my, you know, whatever these thoughts are, they basically are lies, because <laughs> it's not true, then you can just ignore it. And go, okay, so, and as Les said, okay, let's take the first step. Yes, I'm scared. Yes, you know, my whole ego is screaming, but I'm doing it anyway. And with the next step, the next step will unfold. And That's also, the more you practice something, yeah, the more you practice something, the more it's, the easier it gets. Yeah. I, you know, the thing is, I think a really great measure is to kind of look back on where you used to be. And you thought at that time you would never be able to move on. You were so paralyzed by fear and pain and sorrow that you thought that was it. 
and you manage to overcome that and find your way out of it and live in something today. So whatever challenge you're facing today, you've got the tools. You know how to do it. Maybe you need to reach out to some other people for a refresher course or new tools or a new approach, but you've done it before and we keep doing it over and over again. And it's so don't get intimidated by a knockback. It's just another journey. It's another path. It's another challenge. Les? Indeed. It's uh, when I when I think about this idea of my soul and my soul was here before I was born. My soul is here now and my soul will be there after I shed this physical body. My my soul has this, you know, uh, very vast vision of what my life can be. Mm-hmm. And and I I suggest the ego is originally the ego is like this tiny little funnel you're trying to get an epic movie to fit through <laughs> and it just won't fit and and it it's a journey you know I I've been on I've been working <clears throat> on my <clears throat> take a sip of scotch there. <laughs> it, it's it's been uh it's been a couple of decades that I've been working on myself and it takes a while to turn the boat around if you will to to like Shivani was saying so many of our thoughts during the day are so negative that it it's overwhelming to think that that remainder that 20% that 15% of our thoughts are going to rescue us if you will but our soul is i, I love the patience of the soul oh, yeah. it can it can sit there and watch our egos just bang ourselves <laughs> into the wall over and over and over again and instantly it is there with love and I go back to spending love when you can spend love through you as you in your day and develop that like a muscle. Love has a way of expanding. So if you can bring love into that 15, 20% of your thoughts, it'll, it'll expand and show you the incongruencies of those thoughts that don't support you. It'll show you the incongruencies of the emotions that you're afraid of. Love is like the, the cleanser of the lens, if you will, or it, it'll bring what is not conscious into a conscious space so you can become more aware of what your past has left imprinted on you and that that wonderful vision of your life that your soul is holding in escrow for you if you can get your ego to believe and show up and engage i want to go to something that you said about the soul and you know it is it as you said it's this lifetime many lifetimes and it's uh, it's our database it's our dna um, that keeps coming back in a new body and a new form. So therefore, it is filled with lifetimes of knowledge. And that's where I talk about that knowingness. When you trust the soul and the gut and you ask the universe for some information and get out of your head's way, um, you know, out of the head uh, and get out of the way, that memory imprint that's in that divine knowledge of lifetimes of your soul and also the universe will just give you what you need to know in that now because 
all that we need to know is accessible to us if only we open up the channel in order to receive the information. Sure. Well, our, you know, religion will say, well, hell, there's a judgment day. Hell. <laughs> Hell's today. <laughs> we're living <laughs> <There's>, in hell. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have you, have you watched what we're doing to each other? Exactly. Hell's already here. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and religion casts it out in the future like heaven's down the road. It won't happen today. And, and your, your, uh, your ticket to heaven has not been decided. I love that one. <laughs> God hasn't decided if she loves you or not. Yeah. And once you realize that there's always heaven for you and there's always love for you, that story has no place to land. That, like I said, our soul is so infinitely patient mm -hmm. and we can, we can create train wreck after train wreck. And the very moment we come back to our soul and say, what can I do in this moment? It, there's such compassion. There's such a deep sense of love that says, you know, crash the train all you want. I'll put it back together for you. In in other words, our our salvation is absolute, and the ego can relax in the sense because a lot of times people think, well, I've broken my life, or I'm I've screwed it up so bad. I don't know that it can be fixed. Au contraire, yeah. we can't. Our, our, none of us had an ego when we were born. It's something we've grown in our persona, and it was heavily imprinted by our family of origin. And certainly the collective culture pounds us with this fear and lack, and, you know, you're a citizen. You're a, you're a patron. The real important stuff is told to the pope or priest or president or whatever, anybody but you. But that that soul essence is our portal to the divine wisdom of all that is, and it's so compassionate. So our our ego's really off the hook. It it's when we get tired of the pain of our own suffering, if you will, that we say, "I deserve better. I want better. Show me better." And it's always anxious to to extend. Yet again, that inspiration that can move us through the moment farther into our journey of rediscovering the truth of who we are. Exactly. You know, the thing is, is everybody's so afraid of going to hell. You're already there. The main <laughs> purpose is, is getting out of hell yeah, and yeah. living a heavenly life. You're not Today. to go to heaven, living a heavenly life. And, you know, the hell that you're in it was manifested by maybe your parents' society or this or that. But once you get to that conscious age or uh, choice in your world where I'm not going to live here anymore, this isn't my residence, I'm going to seek heaven in my everyday life, that's when you really start really living. So this whole hell and heaven, honey bunny, take a good look at your life and answer <laughs> yourself, where are you right now? <laughs> mm. uh, and, you know, I think we are, as you said, you know, our own worst enemies. Um, and, and, you know, what you said about, you know, repetitive thoughts. I think this is where people do run into problems because, you know, we're so repetitive as nature. And part of that is just the general breathing and, you know, doing those things that we do automatively uh, every day. But if we're conscious of the things that we're constantly repeating, 
and start choosing to break that cycle and you know and start talking to the dialogue heavenly life um you know we we start shifting those thoughts and, and increasing that other percentage to growing don't we shivani mm. absolutely i think first of all if um you can make a commitment to yourself and the second is you know if i even if i just try it on as a thought and i don't quite trust or believe it yet but if i could try on that the universe is supportive that life is supportive that i'm i mean i know without doubt that we are just so loved we can't even comprehend how much love you know we really have and we are and you know as let's say the soul is just so patient and also so loving so with any situation if i could just remind myself that okay maybe the shit hit the fan excuse my language if i believe that life or the universe is supportive and if i believe that my soul really has the best interest in my growth growth and in my finding happiness then i will get answers maybe more quickly like how to then talk. the opposite you know dog eats dog there's lack there's yeah. scarcity there's fear you know what what we are inundated with at the moment i get all the time from people but i'm only one person what can i do and i say because you're only one person it is essential that you do we have to raise the whole global vibration and we do that by finding self love and exuding and resonating that love out into our community out into the world that raises the overall vibration and sends out that resonance of love like a beautiful sound wave over to everybody so if you say that you're powerless no be empowered empower yourself because in your abundance your cup runneth over and you serve everybody so it's really the world you're serving by serving yourself who wants to go with that mm. oh i'll jump in i cuz you're talking about power now mm -hmm. and and that um or empowerment the, yeah the <laughs> the when you look at society there's a, a vagrant on the corner asking for coins so so they can make it through the night and then on in the same society, you see a, a a Gandhi or a Jesus or a Buddha walking around kicking some ass, and uh, um, as an individual, as a single person, the vibration of your consciousness has the potential of of anything a human being has ever lived or portrayed on the planet. In other words. The sages, the mystics, all the stories in our mythology are an example of what you can have. Mm -hmm. And w when I released that emotion that in that moment when I broke open, I was, I was raising my own consciousness. Our karma is literally our own consciousness pushed into our subconscious. And as you clean out your stuff, your junk in the trunk, if you will, you're literally raising the vibration of your own consciousness. And and the curious thing is that combined with self-love, the more you learn to love yourself, 
when you genuinely love yourself, it will be impossible for you to see anything but compassion for your fellow human being. And Einstein said that you're not going to solve a problem with the same thinking Mm -hmm. that created it. And so when you see a paradigm playing out in the collective, you don't show up with the fear of your past. When you've cleansed that from your psyche, you show up in compassion. And if we look at a one-on-one encounter and somebody showing up angry and afraid, if you show up and react to those emotions, it'll perpetuate that cycle. But if you show up with compassion and say, the mask the mask you are showing me tells me that you are hurt and afraid. I have love for you. Decide what you will in this moment, but I have love for you. And and it's and that comes from compassion of the heart. That's always an extremely powerful thing to do. As an individual, when you can wear that compassion throughout your day, you're changing the planet. That's all there is to it. Exactly. I mean, you know, Shivani, you talked about this, you know, living in that resonance of love and, you know, the the repetitiveness that we constantly do. You know, there was a post that I saw today, you know, back on uh, the Holocaust and, you know, World War Two, and, uh, you know, uh, and, and the fact that we're not teaching it in schools and everybody is going, but, but that was yesterday, we don't want to address it. The thing is, is by being aware of what has been, we know what we need to do to change it so we don't repeat it. So we need to look at our patterns and go, that pattern didn't work. That pattern didn't serve us. That pattern didn't serve mankind. We have to change our thinking, our aura, our love, our perspective, our understanding so that we don't keep repeating the same thing. It's essential that we put that love of belief of each other and what we're capable of in love rather than embracing the doomsday of yesterday. Mm. Have you got any yeah, look, I Go ahead, Shivani. Yeah, 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 I'm thinking. Sorry. The wheels are turning. Um, yes, that's right. <laughs> I think we need to learn from the past and we need to make peace with the past mm-hmm. because if I keep bringing up if I keep bring up the past then that energy will be the you know up but we want to learn from the past and and that's where we have choice you know, I mean, as an example when you when you talked about the Holocaust, you know I've actually personally met somebody here in Australia, I went to a um, fair and this old man was basically selling this book and it was a um, biography how he survived Auschwitz and he sort of started a conversation and being German I was like, I actually wanted to turn away, it was like, "Mm, here we go again, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and no, I shouldn't laugh about it because I actually was, as part of a history lesson, we went to Auschwitz, you know, and I had a breakdown. And so for many, many years, I felt really, really guilty and ashamed of being um, German. But anyway, so I started talking with this man. So I, I noticed my hesitation and I thought, no, look, just be present. And this man was love. What's the word? I mean, he had personified. so much love. Personified, thank mm-hmm. you. 
I mean, he had, it was just amazing. So this book was all about how he turned the situation around and he had totally forgiven, you know, so he was, he, he showed me his imprinted number, you know, that um, tattooed number on his wrist and so he's gone to hell and he came out totally forgiving, loving and just accepted this was part of his experience and he also said if I wouldn't forgive and if I couldn't be loving I would create my own hell even right even when he got out of Auschwitz and survived all that exactly so and I also know that love as an energy um, is the most it's, it's more powerful than anything else and it's like you know, if you if you imagine that uh, any emotions like hate and anger and hurt is the darkness, then somebody who can actually be present in love is like I'm switching on the light. Yeah, there's no darkness anymore, and that is the overriding energy. So you don't actually have to have you know, how many billion people we have on the planet, I think if just, say, 200,000 people are totally established in love, that will raise the consciousness of the planet sufficiently to carry all the other people that are not in love over or through. You know, that brings about another very powerful word, um, forgiveness. Uh, Not only of forgiveness in our own life and our own choices because we made them in ignorance most of the time, but also that choosing to forgive others that have done wrong to us because, again, we don't know the circumstances or the situation that drove them to do it. Um, and, you know, I've, I've done interviews of people that have had to forgive people uh, some horrendous things. And, you know, as a human being, I question, would I have enough love in my heart to do that? And that's a huge question, and I don't know if I'll ever be able to answer it. And I pos- quite honestly don't want to be put into that position where I would have to be. But if we don't find that forgiveness and if we don't let go and if we don't seek love, we are forever in our hell and we are forever a victim and we are forever a prisoner of that hell. And as you said, it was his life experience and it was his choice, his free will to decide to forgive, let go, never forget, because if you forget, it's going to be repeated, but to choose the path of love. And if we can, as human beings, let go of our shit, just let it go and decide Mm. that I want something better for myself and I'm going to seek the path of love, a great deal of those problems that we carry around with us every day would just be offloaded. Hey, Les? Love is the elixir of of all forms of suffering. Amen. It's, you know, and, and I go back to the idea of practicing love having episodes of love and you know there's a curious thing when the more you learn to love uh, i liked what ernest holmes said uh, he said that your relationship with god is your relationship with humanity mm-hmm. in other in other words all the faces of humanity both the shadow and the light all the faces of humanity is part of the creation of what's possible, which is um, 
creation itself. And when when we look at the the darkness, the, the we are at such an incredible time in our hu- human story because we have literally gone to the edge of darkness itself. On this planet, the ego of man has created a nuclear arsenal back in the... When I was a kid, we were afraid of nuclear bombs raining from the sky. The ego of humanity has built the vehicle of the destruction of life as we know it. In other words, we went so far into the darkness that light itself became... Life itself became trivial. And now we're coming back out of it. This... This lifetime, even a lifetime down the road, the next lifetime or the one after that, will not have such an incredible time where compassion and forgiveness can be practiced in such an absolute way. We're, we're in such darkness now that it affords us the ability to be able to show forgiveness and compassion to the absolute darkest faces of what's possible in our human nature. And I suggest to you that's one of the most triumphant accomplishments of a human being to see such darkness and still look through the mask of it to the essence of the persona that is playing out that role and showing up with forgiveness and compassion. And, and, you know, I think that there's another word that's coming to mind here. Human beings, or I'm going to say human, I call them humanoids, because without the being of consciousness, uh, we live a very arrogant life. This superiority of I'm a, a, a human, so therefore um, I am more superior than any other living being on this planet or outside of this planet. You know, that sheer arrogance is what's got us into trouble. You know, that... Uh, egotistical self-importance and you know we're seeing evidence of it obviously in America right now where you've got that egotistical self-importance versus uh, unison <laughs> of love and you know and I think that is actually the test of mankind at the present moment which path you, do you want to choose and yep. you know that is our free will that is our choice do we want to go with the path that is about unison about community about the more I am, the more I have to give, the more you have to give, the more, you know, the domino effect. Or it's me, mine, and I'm in control and almost again, hey, heckler. You know, this is, this is at the path we're at as human beings at the present moment. And we really need to ask ourselves the question, are we going to be part of the problem or are we going to be part of the solution? And being part of the problem is abstaining from doing nothing. Being part of the solution is taking ownership of our own life and our own choices and seeking that love and raising that vibration. Giovanni? Mm. Absolutely. You know, I'm looking with some interest about, you know, what's happening in America. And in my language, I, first of all, we do have free will. Like I said before, that's the name of the game. And at the moment, I think it's very much, do I choose fear or do I choose love? And I can also see, again, without trying to judge, that the reason the situation has arisen now that somebody like Trump might become president is that 
it, he is basically the reflection of some of the consciousness that's happening in America. Yeah. Otherwise, that wouldn't be happening. And I agree, and that is the choice, you know. Okay, do, and obviously, a lot of people are in fear. So when somebody comes and goes, okay, I want to barricade the borders and I'm doing this and I want to have guns in the schools, you know, you name it. I mean, for people like us, I'm sure it's appalling. But then I'm also going, okay, he obviously is um, hitting a nerve because he would not have the support he gets. And if we had love and yes, respect of each other. Fear that wouldn't happen. Have, yeah. Fear wouldn't have this empowerment. If we yeah. could show love and kindness, something that the Pope said, I don't care what faith you are as long as it's based in love and kindness. If we could have love and kindness towards each other and respect for our differences and, and look upon it as, you know, as a, as a different ingredient at the table of life, you know, we wouldn't have this judgment, uh, this prejudice, all this this egotistical right to uh, to own or dictate, and so therefore we wouldn't have the fear. So you know, I think we really have to step outside of our ignorance and our arrogance, and and l look at what are we feeding, what choices are we making in our own lives that is causing this hysteria and this fear to grow. Less you're in America. I'm just outside of the <laughs> <laughs> I'm a spectator, but at the same time very worried, but you're in the thick of it there. You know, let, um, let me take my hip waders off and my snorkel because it gets deep here in America occasionally. <laughs> well, um, yes, to everything you, you both have said, yes. Um, he is a, a mirror of, of our subconscious. He's a mirror of of the the core desire of, of America. But um, one thing I've really noticed in the in the election cycle, especially uh, in the in the final stretch, the last year, is the media will push hype based in fear. You'll remember Ebola was such a prominent thing. Oh my God, a plane has landed in Houston and a nurse has Ebola virus. We're all screwed. Run to your bathroom and lock yourself in. Yeah. And part, if you, if you need to peel away the media, you need to peel away the hype of the media. And it's not really, it's easy to do when you really want to do it. But there is huge numbers showing up in love on this, in this election. There's really big numbers. Stadiums are loaded to the hilt, and there's overflow in the parking lot for love. And Bernie love. Uh, that's right. That's right. But you won't see that in the media. They've already he counted him out. They've already put Hillary as victor. Even though yeah, no, but well, yeah, 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 and yeah. and we could, we could dive into the. I just took my hip waders off. Do I have to put them back on? <laughs> the uh, <laughs> um, I I'm watching with curious eyes because I'm not I'm not so sure that love. I think love's going to win in the sense that. Um, people feel in their hearts. I know there's 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 a lot of support for um, um, train wrecks in the in the political arena, but I think people 
I don't, I'm watching very curiously, but I think people are feeling inside the core of their being this elevated sense of love. And I won't, I won't be surprised if it's going to turn out different than the way we're being told. I mean, I think we're kind of being spoon-fed um, the the way the 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 powers that be want it to turn yeah. out, and they and they push that storyline through the media. But over and over and over again, I've, I'm observing Americans showing up with a genuine sense of. I'm tired of this shit. We're not going to do it anymore. The only thing that's going to pull us through this is if we go back to the the fundamental principles of our founding fathers, and that that's happening. Yes, I I see that happening, but it's not being showcased in the media. No, I mean that's why you you've got to be careful. You know what hype you're buying because let's not forget that you know media is bought. Um, newspapers are bought, they're all bought uh, and so you're not going to get you know, the truth as what is, you're only going to get what they want you to know, so you know one thing I love about the internet is that you've got people posting their own videos, their own um, yes, back channels yeah, and it's what you're getting it is from the people that are there, there and with that, you know, the internet is where you're getting that truth and that drive and that passion and that conviction you know, to gather so many people against the media, against the tide of, of what's being fed to the people, and yet so many peacefully, uh, peaceful people following him um, because of what he speaks is just showing how many people that want to step up to the table and say, I want to be accountable for this change. Count me in. Right. It it's uh, and uh, Bernie is such a an honorable candidate. He won't fling mud. I mean, he'll call a spade a spade. He's been shortchanged in some of the election process, oh, yeah. and he, and he's not afraid to stand up and say, "Hey, I'm no crock of shitologist, but what the hell was that?" <laughs> and and uh, I'm I, you know, I look at the tea leaves, and I think this thing's going to flip for the better. I think humanity is going to. Uh, I think the American culture is going to end up choosing love. And, you know, back in October, I did a show um, where I predicted uh, uh, Justin Trudeau getting in, and I said, and Bernie will follow. And uh, I am so hoping that prediction does come true. Because, yes. you know, and also with the kind of Pope that we have in the world, look at that three world leaders with that perspective of unity, community, collaboration, and let's make the world a better place. Um, and, uh, it, you know, together and in respect of each other. And I think this is what the world is calling out for right now. And again, the more we send that vibration out there, um, I'm in Canada, Shivani is over in, in Australia. I've got many people I interview in, in uh, the UK and Europe. And it's all about keep sending the vibration of what you want to see happen. Yep. And this is what you're going yep. to make happen. And that goes for our lives, that goes for what's around our lives. Feed the good vibrations to what you want. Paint the picture to what you want. Articulate in your heart, your mind, and your soul to what you want, how you want to feel. Then let the universe deliver. Amen. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, so let's, um, let's look to what each one of you have to offer everybody. I know that you've got a course that you're um, doing at the present moment, uh, Shivani. You want to tell people about that? 
Yes, at the moment I've just put out a three-part video, which is free. It's uh, 15 minutes each, and it talks about how, you know, basically the fundamental steps on how to find or connect or live and not I shouldn't say or, or, so find and live your soul's calling. So how to get in touch with the deeper part of you and how to bring that out. So this is a free course, 15-minute video each, and in a week's time I'm also going to teach on a webinar that is free on the same subject. Because, you know, the nice thing is that, as you said, I also believe that love will win. And I notice now that more and more people do hear the call of their souls. They do know that there is a better life, that there is a more joyful life, and that they want to make a contribution that actually matters. Yeah. Exactly. So that's and that's my passion and you know when and as we said very much at the beginning when you embark on that journey and it is a journey and I also believe there's not just one you know there's not just one purpose it unfolds and it will change yeah ultimately the purpose is to be happy and the journey is to get rid of all the crap all the negative beliefs, all the, you know, our own criticism, we're not good enough. And once that's gone, or well, not gone, it will be more integrated. So basically, you're integrating your ego with the soul. So the ego and the soul work together. Because the, the ego can be fun. That is your, how you express yourself, you know, how you can have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once you're the master of the ego. Yeah. So that's really my that's my passion. And I also do Akashic Record readings where I can look up who are you at soul level because every soul has their own record. And, pe and it's, you know, people will recognize themselves. And the essence of yeah. Yeah, what and they're here to do. It's important that you know who, what who your soul is because that's that's your guider, you know, that is your truth and your wisdom. So if you do actually identify with what you, who your soul is, then it just helps you actually understand who you are and, uh, and clearly what your purpose is. Your site is called reclaiminnerpeace.com. So that's reclaiminnerpeace.com. And people can get hold of you at Shivani at reclaiminnerpeace.com. And uh, so they can contact you there. And of course, you do summits and you do webinars and you do all, all of that as well. Because I know you're very passionate about what you do. And let's Yeah, and I also talk. Uh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, I can also work with people one on one. You know, I will eventually offer a program, a one year program, when if people are called to do their soul's calling. Because it takes time, you know, to uncover what's what is um, blocking you. Yeah, that's actually something I'm going to put in here. Folks, do not expect a pill, a magic pill, or a downloadable <laughs> app, or you know, an instant answer. Um, for however, your, you know, the cellular crap that's in there, it's going to take time to detox. 
Uh, it is a journey. You might have many chapters in you before you rewrite the book you want. Uh, be willing to invest the time and sometimes the money and most certainly the conviction because if you don't, you're not going to get the results. Um, you know, and it can be a faster journey if you're willing to immerse yourself into it. But if you're not and you keep fighting it, it's going to be a longer one. But please understand <laughs> it is a journey, a life's journey. And there's going to be changes going to be happening right up until the very, very end. Right, Les? Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> so, Les, will you tell everybody um, what you offer and about your radio shows and how people can get hold of you? Sure, you bet. Um, at newhumanliving.com, there's the radio tab, and that's the archive of our shows. Uh, I've interviewed some really powerful people. I always look for a passionate heart and a soul vision in our guests. And, uh, um, you know, like you said, Sarah, you're not going to take a pill or put on a patch on your shoulder and reach enlightenment tomorrow. <laughs> you know, bold enlightenment. <laughs> when our souls were young and innocent, that there it had no human experience, and it was a a slow process to load ourselves up with so much karma. Yeah. To unload it. It is to be aware of the nature of what karma is. I wrote a book, Personal Power Fundamentals. And although it's a really simple book, it looks about how our the level of our karma can go up or down, the level of our power can go up or down. And it talks about the mechanisms of our human demeanor that moves us either into the darkness or into the light. In my latest book, Citizen King a citizen living the vision of a king, the new age of power, that shows about, that book talks about what would your everyday life look like if you were to embody the vision of your soul, live the passion of your heart, and have an ego genuinely excited in fulfilling that vision. And it it draws a picture of what a, a healthy ego a visionary soul and a passionate heart can look like in an everyday process. Exactly. And you also have your site, lesjensen.com as well. Sure. And, uh, and the radio is blog radio and it's new hum human living. I was um, delighted to be one of your guests. And of course, you've been here with me on the show before. So of course, if you go to this posting that you got the show from, um, or you know, selfdiscoveryradio.com and under Positive Vibrations um, uh, Roundtable, you will see their shows there: Spiritual Solutions for Anxiety with Shivani and the New Human Living with Soul with Less. And you know, take a listen because we go more in depth into their story and uh, and how it came about. And you know, what says is find something to believe in, um, take action, and then commit to that action. And uh, you know, the, the posting I've got here, you cannot find your soul with your mind. You must use your heart. And I nice. think that is very, very true. Stop thinking life. Start feeling life and let your feelings guide you. It will lead you to the right thoughts. So I thank you both, Shivani and Les, for being with us here today. On closing, Shivani, you want to close out with a statement and then you, Les? Should I look first of all from the bottom of my heart? I like to thank you, Sarah, oh, thank and you. also Les, yeah. 
because um, you are a shining example of what it can be when you do your soul's purpose. You know, you're very much through the work that you're doing, you're raising the vibration, you're being a spokesperson for love. So thank you for that. And the, the other thought is that I know without a doubt that life is here to be joyous. It's here to, you know, to you can create whatever you want, but you have to start. And you are the, the really, ultimately, you are it. You are the creator of your life, and you may as well create a wonderful movie. Exactly. <laughs> Why go into a horror movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're already in the horror movie. You want to go into the that's love right. story. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. An Oscar-worthy love story. Yeah. yeah, and we are so much more powerful than we give ourselves credit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We most certainly are. Less a closing, uh, closing speech. <laughs> you bet. Uh, I, I'd like to echo that. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much for setting this up. And Shivani, it's been a pleasure being a co-guest with you. I very much have enjoyed this episode. And to our listeners, you know, I want to say you're precious. You are, you are a most miraculous expression of life. You're here for a purpose. And that purpose is handcrafted for you. Trust in your journey. Trust in the love that your soul has for you. Learn to forgive yourself. Learn to love yourself at a deeper and deeper level. You will make it. Every single soul returns to heaven. And um, I, I just have a deep sense of compassion for humanity on this planet. I just, through the, uh, I just, I love how bold we are as a human species. We are, we have gone through some thick stuff. And here we are talking about love and soul and purpose and action. I just, I'm, I'm so delighted to be part of this human story. So I, I thank you for having me on the show. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. And of course, this is not something we could have so openly talked about some years ago. Um, you know, the internet radio, I think today has most certainly allowed us and given us permission to really speak from our heart and souls because before that it was something that was a little bit taboo and nobody wanted to hear uh, and of course now with you know vlog radio uh, around the world reaching around the world we can go directly into people's homes directly into their hearts and speak directly to their souls and that's a gift that we both uh, share less and it's most certainly one we take very responsibly isn't it yes indeed well, I thank you both for very much for being with us here today. And, you know, I hope, folks, that you've learned how to take action into embracing your soul, your heart, your spirit, and, and living in your knowingness. It is a journey. It is a process. And if you're just willing to step into love and trust and faith and belief and a desire to want to live a better life, to be a better person, to have a better world, just simply one foot in front of the other, keep that belief high and decide that you want to be part of the solution and you will be so. Until next time, everybody, I wish you a beautiful soul.